Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Audio Roulette Podcast, the only podcast on the internet where you can listen to a guy start yelling at somebody over Instagram Live about why they should wear masks. I bet that's never happened before. (laughs) (laughs) This week, me and Spoon are going to be taking over this, so that way we can do a challenge, not, not a challenge, just a concept that Spoon has had, and I'll let Spoon explain it to you. Yeah. Normally, we do album reviews, and mm-hmm. they're like they're long, and so we spend the whole time breaking down an album. But it'd be like you know, there sometimes be some nice things in music, but they aren't album links. They're these mystical things called EPs, wow. and they're shorter, but they're not long enough for an episode. So I was like, "Yo, why don't we take more than one EP and do it in one episode?" And that's how, that's where we are right now. That's what we're doing. That's what we be doing. <laughs> yeah. So basically what we did is we both uh we talked about it before and uh we decided we were each going to choose an EP or an EP length album because we all know exactly who we're looking at when we say that. XXX and Tacion. And uh <laughs> And so, no, it's not an EP. It's a twenty-minute album. Okay, <laughs> it's shorter than the actual EP, but I swear it's, it's an album. It's a loop. It's a loophole for him to get out of his contract faster. He was dead when that record came out, though. Shh, I know this. <laughs> but so, we decided uh, we were going to take EP-length albums or EPs, and we were going to share it to it. And so, I told Spoon he had to listen to "Welcome Home" by Aries. My favorite album of probably all time. And then Spoon told me, okay, you're either going to listen to Skins or what was the other one? Seven? Revenge. Revenge by XXX and Tacyon. And he was trying to leave it up to me. And I'm just like, dude, what you want me to listen to? I'll listen to it. And holy what? shit. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> holy shit. I was, so the beginning was kind of like, hmm, okay. It was like, you know. I thought they were okay, but I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'd listen to these over and over again. Then I get to Woe. And then you remember you would walk home that day. <laughs> <laughs> then I listened to, like, Woe by uh, Woe, Mind, and oh. Awe. And oh, I was my like, favorite song. I was like, oh, <sighs> damn, that's getting good. Then it got to Bad, and I started repeating, repeating. And the final half of this will forever be, like, my favorite thing ever. I mean, I don't think people understand XXS Tentacion dropped like the best screamo record of 2018. <laughs> All right, this motherfucker dropped the best screamo record, and then died, or died before this. But he had already had it. Like what? <laughs> the dude who made didn't been and let go. and then you just hear him going, "One minute, one minute, one minute, one minute." And I'm like, "What is this? Is this a breakdown?" What? And it was, it was because it came right before uh, the song that came before it was staring at the sky, and I was like. Oh, this is nice. I like that. I just hear, yeah, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? He, huh? And it was as quickly as it began. It was over, and I was like, no, 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 no. Hold up, hold up. Go back. Let's 
Do it again. What what just happened? And you just hear dun dun dun. And I'm like, oh, this okay. This is I was like, maybe I imagined that just here. And, like, and then Kanye over a metal track? Dude, I was not expecting how much I it needed that. It worked so well. So so fucking good. <laughs> so I I don't know who I guess I should probably go first since I've already kicked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's, let's go, let's go. Skins it is. Alright, so skins. XXX Tentacion. This is the first full XXX project I've listened to. And I was obsessed with Sad back in 2018. During this time, you hated it. I would sing it in the Xbox party, and you're like, stop fucking singing that. It's garbage. It's garbage. You're like, it's not good. It 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 has it has two verses. But one of them's not even a full yeah. verse. And then three chorus, it's not good. It, and I'm just sitting here like <laughs> it go it is <laughs> So I was that was the end of my old head phase. Oh, it, was, God, dude. it was right at that point. I remember because I was like, it's it got was, a five minute song. Cause it was immediately after that that like you started we start like little Wayne. That's when we went in our little Wayne phase. And we were Yo, like Oh man, it was home easy. Oh shit. And you're Louis like, yes, dude, baby. I love this. Yes, and I was like, phenomenal. I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't like new stuff. And you're like, I like this. And then next thing I know, I you're like, like it's got to be crap. It's got to be crap. So I listened to Sad. I enjoyed that. And then I thought he was a total piece of shit. And I didn't want to listen to anything else. And I hated the fact that I was listening to Sad. Uh, given yeah. I've seen and heard and witness stuff that like he was changing and i will give him that you know it's like he he was he was working on it and then he died it doesn't change the fact that how he died was fucking awful this is this is the same thing like with the george floyd stuff Uh, it doesn't matter if you're black lives matter or not whether he was on drugs or not it's still a horrible thing like it was still a death it was a murder it was awful so that clip that was one of the hardest things to watch the fact that it's a 10 second clip Guy walks out of van, puts a gun in the car, tries to grab a bag, struggles for a second, shoots him two times in the neck, and then walks away. It was, I was like, yeah, it's haunting. It's a haunting thing. And so I had not listened to very much. And this, you and I had actually talked about working on this for a while, like, or yes. at least me listening to a full X project. I think you really wanted me to listen to 17. That's the one that you've really wanted me to listen to. I feel like 17 is the one that. Like, in terms of, like, an influence to an extent or just, like, a what you can take something out of, I feel 17 is something you can take a lot out of. Mm-hmm. And so when it came around to this, we were like, okay, let's try it. So I gave Skins a listen. Uh, first thing I want to note it, I want to mention is that the font for Skins is the same font for the band Stained. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, I didn't know that. Yeah, but uh, just like go to Stained, S-T-A-I-N-D, and then look at their uh, 14 Shades of Grey album. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I wasn't kidding. I looked at it and I went, Huh. Wait a collab? <laughs> so, oh. 
that was my first view, and I was like, okay, let's let's get into this. I forgot it was a short thing, so I kept like delaying it because I was like, I don't want to listen to. After listening to Logic album, which I loved, but I had to listen to fifty-seven minutes worth of songs, I was like, I don't want to yeah. spend an hour listening. And I was like, oh yeah, it's only twenty minutes or less than that. So let me try. The introduction's fucking weird. Yeah, that's that sucks for you. It's weird. And then Guardian Angel, I did enjoy like his rapping. The beat was a little weird. It, it was experimental. It was definitely experimental. Okay. I, I have context for you here. Okay. So Guardian Angel is basically a sequel to Justin Flores, which I think you probably haven't heard, but that was it was the X song that blew up before Sad, basically. It was like That was the first a, one like emotional acoustic rap. Yeah. Okay. That's the I'm in pain. I'm gonna put these shots in my brain. I'm tripping about some things can't change. That that song. Uh, this is the beat for Jocelyn Flores reversed. That's what I thought I recognized. I thought I recognized yeah. it. Okay, so that explains a lot. That's like a nice little tie-in. Uh, and I like that. Like I said, it, I don't know if it's supposed to be, but it kind of feels like it's supposed to be a sequel because, like I said, on Jocelyn Flores, it's like the immediate dealing with grief, and this is like the like I've moved on, looking back at the event type thing is how it feels. So, so she's I like, like the guardian angel now. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, cool. I did, but yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I could tell that it's kind of like a my song raw. You know, it's weird, and I guarantee not many people are going to like it or have liked it. But for me, it was like everything that I wanted it to be. So mm-hmm. that that's the vibe I got from it. I was like, I enjoy the emotion in the words. What put? It's like. I like it when he's rapping. I don't like it when it's just the reversed chorus. I don't think that sounds good, but I do actually really like when he's rapping over that part there. But yeah, the, the reverse chorus is weird to me. Yeah. I'm a fan of that. Train Food. I did like this one. A li- I remember I, I walked home that day. <laughs> I, I liked it better. A li- I guess maybe a little bit better than Guardian Angel. Just different. Again, I could tell that this was a very emotional album or EP or whatever. And so already I was like, I like the song because I can hear the amount of emotion in it. But by this point, I was kind of like, I don't I know if I'm going to like this. <laughs> I expected you to like Train Food. What? Yeah, that's, that's his most storytelling track there is because, you know, it's, it's that whole story of the thing there. And so I thought that I really like the storytelling on it just because the intensity of it, how it ramps up so quickly. Yeah, it's I – ju- I just listened to a small little clip of it and – I do, I do like it. It's just not like my. Whoa! This is bueno. Uh, oh, whoa! Okay. Mind and awe. I was like, oh. You transcend. I'm like, oh. Okay. I, I love this song. I I enjoyed that, and so, I think I replayed it once, and I was like, okay, this is this is actually pretty good. I this, huh? Okay. And then Bad comes on, which I'm guessing is a sequel to Sad. Because... Hey, we, I, at least it is in name. Yeah. It was the first single on the record. I love that one. I literally, I love that song. That one was... I, I replayed it like seven or eight times. Because it was such a short song. And I was like, it's this so is replayable. Awesome. I was like... It's so replayable. I'm like kind of bouncing. I'm like, oh, this is good. And then Staring at the Sky came on. And everybody just heard me say this, but I'm going to go over it again. It has this really simple... Let me, it goes... 
And I'm like, oh, I like I like this. This kind of sounds like uh the beginning of I think I'm okay by uh, MGK. I was like, oh, it's good. And then he comes up with staring at the sky. I was like, whoa, okay, that's a little different. And then it ramps up, and then all of a sudden it's just, and I'm like. <laughs> What? And then it's like, boom, here comes electric guitar. Boom, here comes heavy bass. Boom, here comes the drums. And he's just raw voice screaming. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's like a minute and a half long. And I'm sitting here going, huh? I literally ran into the game room, and I was like, Emily, Dad. And I put, I put it on, and I was like, listen to this. And none of them really paid attention. I was like, God damn it, listen! Hey, Michael, whatever you say. I'm like, this dude made sad! This doesn't sound like sad! <laughs> and so then, it's immediately followed up by one minute. And one minute, immediately, I got hooked with the, with the bass. I was like, oh, this is kind of funky. I like this. And then it starts getting a little harder, and Kanye busts in. I'm like, oh, shit. All right, and I was like, okay, I can hear a little bit of Travis Barker in the background. I was like, okay, I can hear him on the drums. And I'm listening. I was like, is this a Kanye track? Like, all I'm hearing is Kanye. Like, is is he going to come? And then it just all of a sudden cuts out. And then you hear, one minute, one minute, ah, one minute. And I'm like, hold up. What? <laughs> Wait, X can... What? And then it starts ramping up. I'm like, no way. There's a break. I'm in the car when I'm listening to this for the first time, by the way. So I'm driving down the road, and I'm like, oh. No, what? What is that? Like, I'm, like, sitting up straighter in my in the seat. I'm like, oh. Oh, and I'm like, hear it? And then all of a sudden, it cuts out, and the drums just boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, what? I'm, like, headbanging. People are looking at me. My hat. I took my hat off, and I'm just headbanging to it. I'm like, Oh my god. Oh my god. I replayed that probably a dozen times in a row. I was like this is <laughs> this immediately had me going. I know what the advertisement for the podcast is going to be. Did you know that XXXTentacion had the best screamo album release of 2018? Find out all about it on the podcast. <laughs> I was like this is dude, this is X and I'm sitting here going He's dead. I will never see this song in concert. I was like, I will never see this in concert. I would go hard as shit to this in concert. I would be... Mm. And then Difference Interlude comes in. The complete polar opposite of One Minute. Whereas One Minute is angry uh-huh. going, Difference is this really... Ro-. You could tell that X was playing the guitar singing and just had a microphone playing. Because at the end, you can hear it said, ooh, play that back, play that back. It is emotional. And it completely, like, grounds you back and makes you feel, huh. Okay. And then it goes into, so, literally, the entire, the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven songs of the album are going to be on repeat constantly. Because I don't let go is this heart-wrenching song about how he can't seem to let go. How no matter what, he keeps holding on to stuff that he shouldn't. And it's this haunting atmosphere. 
that is behind it. The acoustic, the very minimal like synth kind of thing. It's beautiful. And I didn't realize he was that good of a singer. Like I didn't realize yeah. that he was so I mean, just one going from just rapping and then into like straight up growling and screaming and stuff and then into this soft singing. I oh, didn't realize his crazy. Yeah, I was shocked. I'm sitting here going I understand why people love him. I I understand in this exact moment, I understand why people love him. And then we get to the final track. What are you so afraid of? And I teared up on this. I teared up because I related to the lyrics. And it was almost as if he's asking and making sure that you're okay. Like the listener. It's as if he's asking you, what are you scared of? Are you scared of wasting? The lyrics literally go, what are you so afraid of? Are you scared of love or of wasting your time? And he, it's just like a loop. Like he keeps repeating this over this soft guitar that just had me going. Okay. What am I? (laughs) Yeah. I'm sitting here going, what am I afraid of? Why am I so afraid of this? Because some stuff has been going on in my own life recently. And I'm just sitting here going, why am I scared? What am I afraid of? I got like tears in my eyes while I'm driving, and I'm just sitting here going, "Okay." It's like you're headbanging literally like four minutes ago. And then now <laughs> I'm just like, I'm crying. Huh. And this record isn't even twenty minutes. <laughs> and it it became one of my favorites. <laughs> I I literally, I get to the end of it, and I'm just sitting here going, "I I don't know how to necessarily feel right now." <laughs> this is. Okay. All right. Uh, I love you. (laughs) I literally sat here going, I wonder if I can find a vinyl of this. Like, I'm sitting here going, There are vinyls. I think I'm going to buy it on vinyl because. I think all of his records have vinyls. Even Revenge has a vinyl. It's really rare, but it has one. All right. You know what? Let's look at this. nobody, Nobody else can't see this, but. Uh, skins by X vinyl. It's. Wait, what? No, not by Z. <laughs> not by Z. I don't like Z. Uh, yeah. Holy shit! I can buy it from literally everyone. Oh my god. Urban Outfitters has it with his picture on it. I want that. I want that, and I'm going to be getting it. I'm buying mine. <laughs> I I will own X's skins on vinyl. Oh man! All in all, if I had to give this a rating, <laughs> um, I I literally because of the way that the other songs go, the first three songs I wasn't a huge fan of. I'm giving this a ten. This, this is a ten. I'm giving this, this a this fucking ten. This this is a ten. Yeah, I. Best twenty minutes you will under twenty minutes that you will ever spend. Thirteen seconds shy of twenty minutes. 
this will be the best that you ever spend. I can't wait to listen to this tonight. Like, when it's dark out, I can't wait to listen to this and figure out what the hell's going on. Because I get fucked up at night. And I guarantee this is going to fuck me up. There is something for everybody on this record. Like, you may not like every track, but no matter what, the variety and the speed and just the overall replayability of this record... Anybody can listen to this record, and they will leave with at least one or two songs at the bare minimum. This released the same weekend that I listened to Dummy Boy for the first time. Remember when I was on that drive, and I went on a yeah. kick where I found Fine China <clears throat> and <clears throat> Roses, yeah. uh, and then I was like, damn, why why does 6 9 have to go to jail now? He just found his stride. This is good. This album's good. What the fuck? And then I start researching. I remember we were having a, we were literally texting back and forth going, okay, so what's the probability of him going to jail for 50 years? Like, could he make music in? What if the money just went straight to the state? (laughs) Well, now he's out. And you know what? That's what I forgot to mention. I wanted us to listen to the new songs. Because he just released another one. I wanted us to figure have out you, how bad it is. Have you looked at the streaming numbers of the songs? No. They like... Every song in a row has like one-fourth of the previous release. Because, you know, Gooba has like... Some, I think Gooba has like 2 billion streams. Like no, crazy. it's at 220 then, million. Oh, million. Yeah, not million. And then they just drop and drop... And drop. He's dropped like I think four or five singles. And it's He's just dropped like, Gooba, nope. Trolls, Yaya, and Punani. I don't even know what the fuck a Punani is. And then. So Gooba is like number one right now, streamed. And then Trolls, which was the next release, is at 67 million, which is. A lot less than 220 million. Yeah. Then Yaya's at 24 million and Punani's at 10 million. Yeah. Interest has been lost. Like, he had such a good beginning. Like, Dummy Boy was literally peak 6ix9ine. Like, that album was. There were songs I wasn't a huge fan of on there, but. Overall, I, I still go back and listen to, like, Conga and Kika and TikTok and stuff like that. But I I, I very rarely go and listen to Billy or uh, – what's that other one that they re- that he released on that one that I listened to? Rondo. I don't listen to Gummo. I very rarely listen to Kuda. Uh I should probably listen to Kiki. Because I like Fetty Boy. But. That's. He snitched on everyone. Got out and released the worst fucking single ever. Talk about a storyline, dog. (laughs) He was going to be in jail for 60, like 50 something years. 40 something years. Then he gets it down to like one year. 
comes out and everybody's like, damn, you gonna make a slap happy banger. And then he makes, I'm mad. She's mad. He's mad. Big Mac. It's like, And the thing is, just like, huh? this, the same the same time after we listened to Dummy Boy back then, we could have, we could have had, we could have listened to Skins and just been sitting here. We could have just been listening to Skins. I want to say, I also, I chose this record very specifically. So, whenever I started listening to X there, I forget what song I had heard. But I had, it, it was one of those things I was listening to a Juice record, and the record ended, and so you know I did the auto playing of another song. And the song was an X song, and I hadn't realized at the start. And I heard the song, and I was like, "Oh, I actually really like that." And I was like, "You know what? Screw it. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this guy's music a shot." And at the time, Skins was the newest record, and I was like, "Well, Skins is really short, and I don't feel like listening to uh, Question Mark right now because it's a decent, it's an actually decent length record." So I was like. Oh, I'm just going to go for Skins. Even though I've heard more about Question Mark, I'm going to listen to Skins. And then I listened to Skins, and the first time, I didn't get a ton out of this record, but I still had a couple tracks I liked. And it was one of those things where it was like, a song would just be stuck in my head. And I was like, I'll just play it. But it's the album is so short, it's like a song finishes, and it goes to the next song. And even if you didn't plan on listening to it, you're just like, oh, well, I mean, I guess I'll listen to that one too. And then you've gone through the whole record five times, and you're like, oh. I got to listen to the next song. <laughs> like it's just it's so replayable. That's what's so nice about short records and EPs. It's like you can just sit down and have this on, and it doesn't matter the scenario. You can just sit through this record. Twenty minutes is so easy to spend. Like it, it's it concise. Honestly, it's good. Like once I got to why are you so afraid? Or what are you afraid of? And by the time I got to that and it ended and it started the introduction, I was like, it's over? What? And so I went back and I just re-listened to like the final half of it again and I kept just going back and listening because it was like, it's just an easy to digest album, but on top of that, it's just... It, it's just... It's insane that this released after he died because it's clear that he put so much time and effort into the songs, whether he realized it or not, whether they came together easy or they came together, you know, over the span of months or whatever, it came together beautifully, which is insane. And I'm, I'm actually upset that he, it's sad that he was not alive to see it come to light, you know? And then yeah. we get into the whole label thing where they fucked everything up and it's like, God damn it, you greedy this... bastards. Skins, I think, more than any other of his records hurts because if this one shows potential of a different degree even than the other ones. Every record shows immense potential and they all improve on each other in different aspects. Um, but... The he just like on the sad songs he did better on the sad songs here on the loud songs he did better on the loud songs here like this is such like it is the progression you know of this year and it's like this is the point 
where it's like he was pretty much on top of the world with question mark like when with question mark everyone knew who x was sad was everywhere question mark was number one yeah, i think it's the number one it has to be. everyone knows him. this record then comes out because he was gone this is the point where like the recognition had already dropped i think skin still went number one or at least it was close but by by this point, I mean, there without the person, you don't have publicity in the same way. You have to have loyal fans who are going to follow it. This is with posthumous records, you can't like promote this to a new audience. And this is something I definitely feel a new audience could have heard and taken on, and then be like, okay, then I want to hear the older stuff. This record could have done that so well. I know and it then, did like, it for me. Like, now I really want to go I know. back and listen to, like, 17 and Revenge and stuff like that. Uh-huh. It's like... And then it... it this one is, is good because it was able to be touched so little because so much of this record was finished. You know, like, it's incomplete at a couple points, but this record is very close to finished, you know? Like, it's, like, 95% there. It's just a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. So... And that's that one of the things that I hate so much is that, so uh, at least but supposedly, which are, it makes total sense, um, Woe, Mind, and Awe was supposed to have a feature on it. It's supposed to have a second verse, which was a feature, uh, whoever the feature was. Uh, I don't know if they declined to do the feature or they refused to put their feature on after he died. Uh, but regardless, there is no feature, so they just kind of, that's why it's there's like, Chorus, verse, chorus, like five seconds of nothing, really, just a little bit of beat, and then chorus. That's why. There was supposed to be another verse there. And had it been a feature that refused while he was still alive, I totally believe he would have just done the second verse himself. And had that had another verse, like, it's still my favorite song on this record, is Well Mind Not. It's like, if he had another verse here, this would have been even, like, such a better song. It sucks that it's just, it's just shy. It's so shy. It's a bridge, anything could have finished it. <sighs> yeah, and knowing, and knowing X, he definitely would have added more to it. So it's just, I think it's cool to watch, like hear how much the acoustic guitar was coming out in Skins, and hearing the kind of like screamo metal <clears throat> blend in both uh, "Staring at the Sky" and uh, "One Minute." is it's the same thing that I said about the Juice World one, where I like how Juice and X were at the front of being like, yeah, we do rap, but we grew up on metal and rock and stuff like that. And so they were trying to bring that into everything they were creating. And they were kind of... Like, listening to this record, it felt like a complete blurred lines where I didn't... I wasn't hearing one genre... I was hearing years of love for music and stuff. Same thing with a lot of the Juice World songs on uh, Legends Never Die. You could just hear that. And, I mean, it's a trend that we're now seeing with, like, you know, Machine Gun Kelly. I don't know if you've heard his latest song with uh, Black Bear. No, I haven't. Uh, that one fucking is amazing. It slaps. But he has a song called Concert for Aliens where literally he – it sounds like he's bringing back old school pop punk and it works. And it's this little, it's this blurred lines in between everything where, you know, I've been doing rap now 
but I started with acoustic stuff. And before that, I started with um, with metal stuff and rock and stuff. I'm starting to realize that as we get farther along, like as the years go by now, there's not much different keeping stuff from each genre. They're kind of all intertwined now. And I, I really, it's just, it's such a shame that X died when he did because guaranteed he would have been at the fucking forefront for this. Like I, I would have loved to hear oh, yeah. a collab with, any of the metal bands that I listen to, rock band, whatever, it would have been cool to hear that. And all, all I can hope is that Ski Mask does the same thing, you know, that he starts branching out as well. But that motherfucker's been through so much. I don't. It took him forever to release one song, and I. I I can't even believe he got a song out with everything. Yeah. Like. It's 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 funny. It's exactly what X says on Guardian Angel. It's like you know, losing somebody close to you, you never real, you don't realize how permanently damaging that is. And to have that happen twice, just like a year apart, practically, just a little over a year apart. That's not. Like, and then his cat dies. And then his cat. It's fucked. But, yeah. But so, yeah, I I, I really. I love this album. I, I think the the way my little brief overview of the albums over here, uh, Revenge is, it it sounds underground, it sounds raw, and that's why I love Revenge. Whenever you listen to it, that's how I always kind of felt. This being the EP that was here before he was big, um, you you feel that, and it's a really cool experience. Seventeen is very much so playing on the sadder side of things, very heavy on like the acoustic and more the acoustic things with rap. There's a little, there's there's more to it there, of course. It's not just that, but in general, it plays towards that side. Um, so it's it's still really good, but it's a lot more one note than any other record of his, which does make it a little odd to an extent. Question mark is I, even if it wasn't a debut album, question mark feels like a debut album. Mm-hmm. It is hungry like there is like the i like he had that like taste of fame i feel with just like the songs that blew up off of 17 and he was like i want this and he just went in on question mark i don't like question mark in terms of as an album my one note whenever you do listen to that i don't think that it flows nearly as cohesively as skins does but it does so much it's so like it is hungry for more and then that's what makes Skin so good. Skin is the natural progression. It is a refined uh, question mark. And it, it is it is on the shorter side, of course, compared to question mark. It's nearly half the length. But it still, it kept what made question mark good, refined it, and made it flow together really well. Because it doesn't feel logical to have one minute followed by difference. It does not make any logical sense. In terms of any thought process of constructing an album, flowing in from a screaming record to a soft acoustic record does not feel right. But it just kind of works. You know, it it shouldn't. It really shouldn't by any stretch of the matter. So well. But somehow it does. And that's the thing. Like, this record is, by every regard, it should be disjointed and clunky. But it flows so well, and it just doesn't even 
I don't even know why. It just does. And I love that about it. And then Bad Vibes Forever, if you do ever listen to that like I did recently, actually has a lot of really good songs. Um, it is a wonderful collection of songs. It is not an album. It is not It's like a, a greatest record. hits kind of thing. Or maybe not yeah. all the songs we There are some together. of his best songs. Some of his best songs are on there. There's only a couple songs where it's like a feature that doesn't make any logical sense and is so tacked on that it kills the song. That doesn't happen often. There's a couple times, though. But as a whole, it's a great collection of songs. It is not an album and should not be treated as an album. Mm-hmm. But it definitely some of my favorite songs are easily on Bad Vibes Forever. Triumph, Attention, uh, I Changed Her Life. Um, it's all fading to black, uh, numb to pain. These are all really good songs. They're just not an album. So Skins is like the peak. It may not be perfect to an extent, but it has refined what made Question Mark good, condensed it in a very replayable scenario, and mastered a flowing of tracks, even when it should. It's that's why I love perfectly it. imperfect, and I think it really yeah. relates. So yeah, that is skins XXX Tentacion. ten out of ten from me. Go fucking listen to it. I was very yeah. happy. Now, my turn. What'd you think of Welcome Home by Aries? First of all, one thing I want to note because this is really funny. I had tried to look up this person before. The way you say their name though, I thought their name was completely different. <laughs> Whenever you say it, it sounds like you're saying two words. It sounds like you're saying Air and, and Reese. So I thought it was Air Reese. I thought it was, I was like, man, Air Reese is a really weird name. And then I go and I looked up the EP and I was like, oh, Aries. Oh, that makes so much more sense than Air Reese. Oh. <laughs> I was like, well, I feel dumb. I can't find it, Michael. Where is Aries? You just search Aries. What? I keep trying, but it's not showing up. <laughs> this happened one of the other times. You, you've tried to get me several times to listen to this guy's music, and I Googled I was like, Air Reese. And I was like, there's nothing here. What is Air Reese? This doesn't even make any sense. Does he fly? <laughs> <laughs> he got mad hops. <laughs> yeah, so I, <laughs> I was sitting there, but so I sit down over here. I mean, I don't feel I have as much to go in with as in-depth here. Um, but I will say I, I do love this record. This is a really good record. Yes. Um, the cover, also, I just want one little thing to note there. I, I, the cover is perfectly weird, and I love it. I love the cover. Oh, yeah, it, he showed a picture on, like, his Instagram or whatever, what it, the initial one was. It's literally just him grimacing with his hand over because he's sit, staring at the sun. <laughs> And then he just ah. like, darkens so the glowing parts. I thought it was like, you know, a grill or whatever. No, he yep. just went into Lightroom and just put a lot of light on his teeth. <laughs> All right. But yeah, so I put this on here. Uh, I, I hear bad news. I'm just going to say I have to play some of these songs here. I've, I've only listened to this record two times through, so I have to like hear it first to get a reminder of what the sound is. It's all good. I've had news all the way through like 50 times. So 
That's how I, that's how I was with skins. I was like, I know this album top to bottom. <laughs> we went with dingers, dog. So I I hear this. Bad news is it's like a juxtaposition of a kind of like if you put those vocals over a more melancholic beat, it would still work, but it'd be kind of average. The juxtaposition of kind of a melancholic or like a really like I don't really know how to describe it, like a kind of like a neutral tone. Like there isn't a lot of, you know, like a, it's not a tone. It's just kind of statements. But having that over this kind of relatively cheery beat with just the right amount of vocal effects on it, it makes it this really interesting experience over here to, to have that kind of juxtaposition where it's like you sit down there and you hear it and you start hearing everything come together and it's just like, this this really works. Like, okay, this guy, this really does work. It, it reminds me old-timey. Like, it makes me feel like I'm walking into an old town, like, saloon. I can see that. I can see that. Mm-hmm. And, like, it just, it, the, the thing I'm going to say for every song on here is just a vibe. Like, this, this album is just vibey. It's the aesthetic. Whole, the whole thing is vibe. It's literally aesthetic. It, it's like, yeah, like this... streetwear in a song. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, okay, this is a good start. Sayonara, once again, it's just, it's just really, it's just really vibey. Like, I, I, this is, it's, it's kind of hard to explain here. I do get break and see type vibes here, uh, to an extent, and that sense of it's like, I can't really explain to you what makes this song good. It's kind of hard for me to break it down as to what everything makes these songs good. It's just that they have, have like a certain vibe, a certain emotion in them. They're they're like bangers, but you it's not a banger you play at a party, you know? This isn't like, you know, you have like a, a like a like you're not headbanging to it here, but it hits really hard in a unique way. It that's that that goes for here with Sayonara too over here. I his delivery is I I love the speed. I love the sound. I, I really like the way this guy's voice sounds over these beats. It's very clean. So the, this intro, um, those first two songs over here, I was like, okay, this is a really good start. Like this is this is a really good opening for that. Uh, Deity, once again, there's a unique style, but it's in so many different deliveries with the same voice and hearing these variety of deliveries and such here with the same voice uh, it's really good deity is it's my second favorite song on here i think i think deity is my second favorite did your headphone die uh no you sound really far away oh um am i inaudible uh, almost. <laughs> Uno momento, then. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to, uh, filling the space. Hello? Is that better? Ah, that better? yes, better. Okay. Uh, was, was anything I said off? Yeah, 
the, the only reason I told you is because I could slowly hear you fading away, and I was like, hey, hey. <laughs> I was I was just slowly fading. Um, Didi, this is this is one of my problems with my like, because I once again I wouldn't classify this as rap really. I saw that when you look him up on Google, it technically classifies as rap. I was like, this isn't exactly what I would classify as rap there. So you can't really break this down on like a rap level in the same way as you would break down a, a, like a full rap record. Mm-hmm. It's it's it, once again it has that break and see like there is elements of rap in here, but there's elements of other things to the point where it's like it's its own unique thing. It's not really rap. Calling it that is a understatement really you know on the dad is a disgrace to be honest yeah like it's not it's not rap it just has it's a a set of music that has some elements of rap and you know you can't just sum it up as just rap like i said i i love beauty i love that song then easily favorite song here uh amy's grave oh my god okay so you you tell me what you think about it because I have like a couple fun facts I learned about this song. It it is it feels like honestly if you took the best parts of the three songs before and put it in a song you get Amy's grave and it's just like it's it's so weird it feels like the type of progression you get from album to album not song to song you know like mm-hmm. I was like oh my. Gosh, like it's just I I don't know like it just fits any mood. Like no matter what mood you're in, this song somehow fits it. And like this was the first time I was listening to this year I was playing Minecraft while I was listening to it. So the very that's why I had to listen to it a second time because the first time I was like paying attention but I was like, I'm not gonna have enough talking points here. I still don't really have a lot. But then this song came on, I just I I turned off my computer and I was like Okay, hold on a minute. <laughs> Wait a damn minute. <laughs> so play that back. Play the song again. Play so the song again. that song is one of the most emotional tributes to somebody dying that I've ever heard. But yeah, so he he recorded all this. He he produces, mixes, does everything himself, like one hundred percent. He started, uh, yeah, he started this doing. Is per- Okay, hold on. I hate to cut you off here, but I just noticed that Spotify had a storyline thing on the song here. The beats by Nick Mura, the guy who's made like Juice's biggest hits, like Robbery, All Girls Are the Same. That Nick Mura. Huh. I thought he produced all of them himself. Oh, maybe he collabed with them. Yeah, it says Nick Mura sent me the beat in early 2018. Over time, I made multiple edits for deciding on the final version. Damn. Okay. So, yeah, so, if you think that's crazy, right? Nick Mira. Okay. The song. The night before, or like a few hours before it was supposed to upload for it to have like this release date and everything, 80% of the song got corrupted. He re recorded, mixed, mastered, edited everything in a couple hours. To get the version that we have now. That's crazy. Yeah. This is also on the Spotify story line thing. But <laughs> I was like reading it as you were saying it. Yeah. He, uh. That's easy. Oh my gosh. I sat there going, huh. And it was immediately after that that I made my song Deviant that everything was 100% done in like an hour and a half. And I was like, yep, this is it. 
I'm going to go the Air East route. <laughs> I'm only going to give myself a short amount of time. <laughs> but, yeah, he – it is one of the best tributes ever. And the fact that he put – if this is how perfect it is now, I want to know how perfect it was when he had months to get it perfected. Like, I can't imagine what that sounded like. That's just... But he started making YouTube tutorials. Like, he did, like, little five-minute videos of, like, oh, I'm going to make a beat like this. Oh, this is how this beat was made. Oh, this is how this... He did one with uh, Exo Tour Life. Like, this is how Exo Tour Life was made in five minutes. And... Yeah. Yeah. He's fucking insane, dude. Yeah, Amy's grave. That one, I have. I love it even more knowing that he literally did it in a mere couple hours to get it finished. Like, yeah. he also owns his own yeah. label, Wonder World, that he releases stuff under. So I love that too. That's always dope. It is <laughs> so dope. Wonder World solid copy record collab coming soon. No, <laughs> I wish. That would be dope. That would be dope. Aesthetic as fuck. Alright, continue. You can continue. I just had to get that out because I was like, what? That's, that's crazy. Like, yeah, that, that is, that is like the, the peak here for me here. Um, race car i really didn't like on the first time through uh the second time it had definitely grown on me i do i do like the song um but i don't i'm just gonna say i don't see myself replaying race car a lot (laughs) i uh it is it's still good that's the first one nate showed me and all i can think of is driving in the middle of Actually, he played it for me the uh, when we left the park uh, after we had just seen you and Smokey. <clears throat> that was the first time I had heard of Aries, and I listened to that, and I was like, oh. Me yeah, emotions. It's, it's not bad. It's just that one, that one, I was just like, okay. I like it more now. And then uh, – Pony, I, I do really, I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I love the the beat on this one. The guitar is really nice. It and then once again, the, the higher vocals work really well here too. When those come in, mm-hmm. it is really good overall. Carousel, um, okay, there we go. I, I had to hear the chorus. I was like, chorus, come where are you? That's the thing I need to remember. Um, once again, I do, I really enjoy this song too here. Um, very cohesive record. I can say that uh, most of these, do, these like, these go together really well, these songs. Um, which once again, it, it very, it adds to that vibe because once again, this whole thing kind of carries a similar vibe through it, even through different sounding songs. Mm-hmm. and keep that vibe and then like I said Carousel like I said it's once again like this it, it plays in this vibe here well um Santa 
Um, Santa Monica was, you know, pretty, pretty good. Give me a second here. I have to go to court. <laughs> I'm like trying to delay. Okay. Yeah, that one, that was that was pretty. It was pretty good still. Here, this one is kind of in that same race car thing. Here, it's like fits the album, goes well. It's not bad. I'm probably not playing this one a lot though. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Home is a really good closing track. It mm-hmm. does. It just it kind of just condenses everything down and it, it lets it off really nicely. This. This is a really fitting uh, closing song here. It closes the album off well. It continues with the the whole vibe of this one here. Um, there's a there's a comforting feel to it. This whole record, and I think that the the home the song home really plays into that comforting vibe, mm-hmm. which I think it fits it fits the title, the idea of you know like welcome home. You know, it's like that's that's normally a very comforting phrase. You know, that's a a good thing it's there's a it's almost like in in the best scenarios when someone says welcome home to you it's like a hug with words basically and this record kind of encapsulates the feeling of that i feel you know where it's like this this is a very comforting very much so a homely record i i can see this here it's like if you know it's still good outside of there but it's like this is the type of thing is like when you you really down this this record is a word hug this uh, this is a verbal hug this album um and that's why like even songs that i'm not as huge of a fan of they still have that feeling of comfort to them and it's like they don't really need to be songs that i'm going to individually play a lot because once again this is only 25 minutes spending 25 minutes on an album is not hard there's no reason to skip any of the songs because they're concise and it flows well and it it keeps the whole vibe through it's very cohesive it's very clean and so it's just it's just clean like i I really i'm struggling to like describe it but it's it's a really good record there's a lot here and once again, it it has the exact same problem I feel that I had whenever we reviewed Breakins this year, where it's like the songs flow together so well, I'm struggling to break them apart and like try to look at these individually, because then I I feel I end up with a much more like almost negative perspective on things. Like if I just take Race Car alone, and I'm just gonna be like, oh, it's an okay song, but you don't take it alone. You take this. This is an album. This is a whole thing here and when you take everything together it works a single lego brick isn't impressive but a lego sculpture is you know like this is the same thing it's like yeah i i can if i take all these songs here individually i'd probably rather individually listen to any of breakins songs because to an extent i feel they have some overlapping vibes they're distinctly different but that's like my best thing i have to compare it to mm-hmm. in that sense where it's like when if I'm going to just play a single song, I'm probably not going to pick something off this record for the most part, other than maybe Amy's Grave. Um, but if I'm just going to be like, you know what, I'm bored, I got 30 minutes, what am I going to do? 
I can easily throw on this 25-minute record. This has a very nice feeling to it. It's a very, it's just a very concise, solid record. It succeeds on all fronts. I, the, I will dock it just a tad bit for that. Um, I do kind of struggle to break apart these songs in terms of like individual replayability. Um, but the whole album is good. So I'm going nine point seven five. Like, yeah. so it's it's like right there. It's like, but I just can't. I can't quite break apart these things to give it that ten. I because like Breakinses is like a ten. I mean, I I think we gave it like an infinity out of ten. It was yeah. like this is unrankable. But regardless, it's like in terms of when for me to give something a ten, it has to have that that same quality. And like I said. The only quality it doesn't have is that a couple songs don't really go as well for me outside of the album. But the album as a whole is just a wonderful experience. And once again, it's like you, everybody has 25 minutes in the day that are free. You could put this on, but like while you're doing like a nightly routine, you know, like brush brush your teeth and lay down in bed and just listen to this. Listening to this thing at night is one of the best things driving. I know we've talked so much about songs that you can drive to that just is a totally different experience. Driving at night to these songs are just. I I totally feel that. I it was um as like yesterday two days ago I was driving back from Smokies and it was like close to sunset so it was it had that nice orange hue outside and I had um I just had my my on repeat thing shuffle. Uh, that playlist on Spotify shuffle and it was a break-in song that came on. I don't remember which one it was, but the vibe when you just hit the right time of day and just in the comfort of driving when there's not a lot of traffic, mm-hmm. it makes a song that has a vibe. It like triples that vibe. It's like when I listen to Breakin to when I listen to Punk Two for the first time late at night at like midnight or twelve thirty, and I literally am texting you like I'm having a crisis. I, <laughs> what is real? What? I am having an existential crisis. I am floating. I don't know. I am not in my body anymore. Soap. What am I supposed to do? Soap. Soap. I'm watching myself. Soap. 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 But yeah, I, I, I wish I was able to say more, especially since you were able to say so much about skins. But it's just like, I don't really. Have I chose a hard EP or album, whatever, mm-hmm. on purpose. Because I, I was yeah, like, I, there's no way I can choose. So I'm listening to Skins. I'm like, okay, this is going to be something. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm going to give him a hard one that's going to be like, just see if it leaves him as speechless as it left me. And it fucking did. Yeah, it's like, this isn't, I don't know what you say. Once again, it's exactly the break of, I don't know what genre I even call this. Like, my. Like, how can I break down the parts of the songs? I have no comparisons here, really. And I only can compare it to Breakins because Breakins was the other thing I had nothing to compare to. Like, so this is equally uncomparable. making new genres by breaking down the walls of every other genre that they're using. You, you can't just toss them in. Yeah, and it, it's, it's really wonderful. It really is. I think that's one of the best effects I feel of rap becoming pop at this point, as it, it is the most popular genre mm-hmm. right now, is that 
that presence has allowed more people to have access to it than would have than they would have had in the nineties, you know. Nineties it would have just been a couple songs that are the outliers that were big. But now that the biggest of stars that we have right now in the music on our rap, it is allowed some of those unique aspects of rap to seep in and mix with the other parts of genres and has on the rap side resulted in things like skins and then on completely different sides has resulted in things like this. Like it's a completely different thing. Cause looking back at like the night, the late nineties, early two thousands with rap, the closest thing that we had to like a pop rap kind of thing was R and B singers and stuff. I mean, Fetty Wap kind of got close to that a little bit, but overall there wasn't this variety. It was kind of, you know, you have club rap. You have like club rap that was like Lil Wayne, stuff like that. And then you had rap like Eminem, 50 Cent, stuff like that. And it was the old boom bap kind of style stuff that you didn't really stray far outside of that because that's not rap. And I remember, uh, who was it? It was in it was in the last five years. I'm trying to remember who it was uh, that started doing rap and it started blending pop and people are like, what the fuck is this? This isn't rap. You can't do this. And then it just cycled into, for me, when I started getting into rap, a lot fucking shoot me anybody can shoot me for this okay but this is my <laughs> i'm saying this my introduction to rap was better now by post malone and i was like oh this is cool i like this because at the time i'd listened to like eminem some uh like tech nine I'd listen to Travis Barker's "Let's Give the Drummer Some" with like Busta Rhymes. I'd listen to Yellow Wolf. I was, I was listening to a bit more of rap, but I wasn't listening to very much. He was the first one where I was like, "Oh shit, I like this." And then I listened to "92 uh, Explorer" by him, and I was like, "Okay, this is better." And then that summer when I went to boot camp. Then, that's when I came back and started singing sad. You're like, why the fuck are you singing this? It was awful. And I'm like, it, you it's, traitor. it's good. Then I found, like, you know, Hardaway by DeRay Sean. I found uh, uh, Little Baby. I found, like, all these all these different people. And I was like, huh, this is a little better. I, I don't really even know when I really got into rap. Like, it, it was just like, one day I'm not really listening. The next day I'm kind of listening to it. But... It's crazy to look at how nowadays rap doesn't have a boundary anymore. Rap isn't exclusively the it's not that anymore. It can be anything. Hell, it doesn't even have to have a kick and a snare. Yeah, I mean, look yeah. at the uh God damn it, what am I thinking of? Uh like look at come and go by Juice World and Marshmallow. That's so yeah. different. That's like all sense. Look at Little Peep's yeah. song uh, Spotlight with Marshmallow. It's different. And then, you know, these EDM artists are starting to collab 
with uh, rappers. So let's say, you know, you have like Juice World who's listening to, you know, pop punk, metalcore, stuff like that. And he was a huge fan of that. But he does rap now. So it's kind of like this, you know, emo rap kind of thing where he's taking the emotional side of these genres, putting it in and it's kind of creating something new. Then you have Marshmallow who started as an EDM, but also really enjoys, you know, future bass and enjoys you know kind of the alternative rock and stuff so he's coming out with songs like you know happier um coming out with friends i may not like the song anymore but came out with a song called uh friends that had a little bit more of that so it's kind of blending a little bit then you combine both of those and they're like hey we're both completely different sides of the spectrum let's try making something with all of our interests and then you have come and go which is just absolutely alt pop kind of blend with the guitar the singing the rapping edm blend and it's becoming more and more prevalent i mean as we even said breakins's punk 2 album i don't even know what to classify it's got rap it's got alt pop it's got alternative music it's got punk music it's got coffee house it's this amalgam i mean brock hampton i guess kind of came out and started doing stuff a little bit differently with that but it's only now that you're starting to see it more prevalent. And I think that's what's cool about where we're at in music right now is that our bands, like I'm listening. I made a beat the other day where I was sampling stuff and I'm listening and I was like, that sounds good. And I was like, I just don't know. I started writing a metal song to it. Like the beat perfectly matched what would be like a metalcore kind of synth. And I was like, Oh, okay. I like this. And more bands are doing that nowadays. Like, uh, I prevail. Their trauma album, I love this album. Front to back, left to right, I will listen all the way through to that album. I love it. That album had rap. It had kind of a little bit of like dubstep kind of stuff. It had me- brutal metalcore. It had uh, almost borderline deathcore stuff. And then in the same vein, it'll have rapping in it. It'll have this blend of stuff. The genres are no longer being... If you're somebody who says, I only listen to rap or whatever... People are like, okay, so you like basically everything. Like you're getting into and they're like, no, I only listen to rap. And then you listen to the stuff they're listening to. And unless it's strictly the old school boom bap shit, they're listening to like 17 different genres just because each of those artists are trying different yeah. stuff. Like look at Rockstar by Da Baby. That one's totally different. I, that caught me off guard. So, it's just wild. And then you get stuff like Welcome Home and Punk 2 and Nicotine by Trevor Daniel and stuff. Which, if we do this next week as well, because I kind of want to do this next week, I'm definitely having you listen to that. Hi. Hi. But, yeah, and I think Welcome Home, I really enjoy that. I like this whole streetwear of rap kind of thing. That's what I'm going to call it. The streetwear of rap. Because it's got so much aesthetic, but then it hits you with emotions that you don't really understand. and But you understand it, but you also don't. So, yeah. that's uh... Also, I, I just, I just want to hit you on one thing. In case there's any people who are like really into rap and notice you said something that didn't make any sense. At the very start of this year, you're, you're talking about early 2000s and then you said Fetty Wap and Fetty Wap came out in 2015 Fetty Wap came out in 2015? Yeah Trap Queen was his first song which came out in 2015 Alright apologies to everyone 
I guess I I'll I'll fix it by saying walk a flock of flame. <laughs> yeah, that's close enough. We'll we'll go we'll go with oh I mean okay like little John, uh, little Wayne. Uh, yeah, there are other examples. I just I heard you say that and I was like early two thousands. Dude, wow. it feels like he's been around for fucking ever. And also never here at the same time. Yeah, he's like he like pops up randomly. Oh, I'm here. No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you can see me, but only if you close one eye. <laughs> close one eye. <laughs> Cause then our vision aligns. I was like, there has to be an eye joke in here. I was looking so hard for it. <laughs> Damn, yeah. So, all in all, I think this went really well. I think choosing this, this albums very was good. We each and I'm just saying, if what? we do want to do this again, yeah. Uh, seventeen is only uh twenty two minutes, so I'm throwing seventeen at you then. If we're doing shit, all right. Come back next week where we review nicotine and seventeen. Oh, I just Not to be confused with 17 packs of nicotine. That's a very different. <laughs> very different. We're not sponsored by Marlboro. But if they want to, I won't smoke your cigarettes, <laughs> but I will take your money. Either <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> uh, But We're going to stand here. I won't do it, but you should. <laughs> <laughs> I will not smoke it to get lung cancer. But you definitely should. Use my promo code lung cancer for 10% off your next cancer treatment. Is that a universally accepted coupon? <laughs> Go to Cancer Center of America. Hello, I have a coupon for $10 off a chemo treatment. Ah, you listened to the audio roulette. Yeah, I did. All right, what's the, what's the promo code? Uh, I think lung cancer. Okay. Just head straight through there. Thank you. Just hacking up black shit. Uh, uh. I have a coupon. I have a coupon. (laughs) Get free treatment while you smoke your life away. But, alright. So, y'all know the drill. Alright, audio roulette merch is out. Uh, keep your eyes out. I have recorded or am in the process of recording a commercial for my album. It's awesome. It's fucking dope. Y'all are going to love it. But keep your eyes out for that. That should be coming hopefully in the next week. I do still have physical copies for sale. And I just got uh, the new merch in. I had to do a couple small redesigns for it just mainly just shirt brand and slight alteration in color but otherwise the quality is actually i would say the quality is even better than it was before but get yourself a signed cd for ten dollars a t-shirt for twenty dollars or get them both for twenty five dollars shipping rates will apply uh get all that get free stickers get free cliff bars all that you could want just Message me at the real Michael Riccardi on Instagram, at the real Michael Rick on Twitter, or email me at the real Michael Riccardi at gmail.com. I need to get a website so badly. 
But new music is also going to be on the way. We are like 169 streams away from y'all getting a new song. Uh, we're almost at a thousand, which is insane. So thank you guys so much for all the support. And I, I just gained another like two monthly listeners, and it keeps going up. And it's almost been a month since I dropped the album. Albums really do help you with streams. <laughs> oh yeah. But, uh, y'all know the drill. Check it all out. Spread this around. Oh, it, here's a dedication I want from it. One of the listeners literally downloads the podcast and puts it on an iPod video. All right. If she can do that, y'all can listen on Spotify and iTunes because we're now official. So, thank y'all for listening. Go and check out Skins. Go and check out Welcome Home. And uh, we will catch y'all next week for another grand, exciting thing. You get to listen to Soap once again be completely confused on how to explain it because he's going to get hit with more aesthetic feels. (laughs) All right, y'all stay safe, and we will see y'all next week.